miracles that he done uh, in the Bible. And uh, so uh, I'm going to just speak on it for just for a minute, and then I want to go to chapter 14, I think it is, yeah, of the book of John. Marty? Amen. Now, I'll just read through this quickly to get to the points that God wants me to get to. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus said unto her, Woman, what shall I do with thee? My hour is not yet come. And his mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You know, that's another thing we, 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 we need to remember to do, is whatsoever he saith unto us, we need to do it. Amen? Because we have someone inside of us, and that person inside of us is Christ. And God the Father and Jesus in the Spirit inside of us today and so it says his mother said whatever things you say do it do it and there were set there are six water pots of stone after the manner of purifying of the Jews containing two or three firklings apiece and Terry said that was somewhere between 20 and 30 gallons apiece and Jesus said unto them fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim and he saith unto them Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. Amen. <clears throat> so they done as the Lord commanded them to do. And when the, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and hence knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, uh, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doeth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then they which, that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine unto now. Amen. And this beginning of the miracles that did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth the glory and his disciples believed on him. Okay, this was one of the first miracles that Jesus done and on account of these miracles uh, that he done his disciples believed on him on account of the miracles that was performed Jesus said if you don't believe me for who I am believe me for my work's sake amen for what God was able to do through my life that's what I'm saying here today I'm here today I am what I am by Christ amen and what he's able to do with me and to change my life for the better and, and, and give me the confidence and the faith that I need that the best is yet to come. And that's what this is talking about. See, the best was yet to come. And what God's trying to tell you, not only these things and what Terry was talking about, but the best is yet to come. Amen? Uh, 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 children, uh, uh, Terry was talking about the suffering and the heartache and the pain that we've all felt, and especially him, amen? 
uh, in this walk of life. And, and we've all been there. We've all felt heartache. We've all felt pain. And sometimes we just feel like giving up. But there's somebody inside of us that, 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 that we have faith and we believe in that keeps us from giving up. Amen? Because uh, God has called us into heavenly places through Christ Jesus our Lord. And the best is yet to come. And so we got to remember that as we continue on in this walk of life. Uh, brother, the beginning of the miracle started right there with the disciples. And then Jesus gave the disciples the same power that he had while he was here on this earth that they could continue on and fulfilling the works of God. Because this was where the church was born was through the disciples and through the Holy Ghost. And when the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost fell uh, uh, upon them, that's what, why we can have the Holy Spirit of God today. But Jesus said, I have to go away that the Comforter might come. And the Comforter is the Holy Spirit of God. So the Bible says, I don't walk by sight today or by feelings. I walk by faith. I don't always fear God and I've never seen God. Amen. But I walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we're here today. We're gathered together in heavenly places all on account of Him today. It ain't what none of us done. It's what He done for us. All you have done is accepted the gift that He had for you. And now you must be willing and obedient unto that which He has given you in order to enter into the kingdom of God. For, and so now, I want you to turn with me to the book of uh, John, same, same John, chapter 14. I'm thirsty this morning. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Okay? Familiar scripture. But we need to really grasp a hold of what he's saying here. In my Father's house are many mansions. That's, that was already there. Amen? I mean, Jesus was with the Father from the beginning. Heaven is a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. And the Father's house, there's many mansions there. Okay? It's indescribable. You can't put it in words. What's laid up for those that love the Lord in the kingdom of God. But he said, I go. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. So Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what is, amen. I'm telling you what is that you can have a part of, amen. I'm, I'm giving you direction and telling you if you will live and, and, and whatever uh, trials and tribulations and things that you're going through, like Terry was discussing, and he, he brought it all out for help us to understand. As long as you're in the flesh and in this body, you're going to go through some heartache, you're going to go through some sorrow, and we don't know what's going to happen from one day to a next, but we know who does know, amen? And as long as you know him and have faith in him, he'll see you through. 
So if we know Christ is our Lord and Savior, then He lives inside of us. Uh, uh, brother, He lives within my heart. And from the abundance of my heart, the Bible says, my mouth speaketh. When you're talking to the world, you hear what's on their heart. Amen? When you're talking to the world, they're talking about to you all these worldly things and about what they're going to do and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And God says, <laughs> you won't have nothing unless He blesses you to have it. Amen? He says we can't do nothing without Him. We can't even have strength to move and get out of our bed every morning it's all on account of Him. That's where all our strength comes from. Right now, the Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. So God is being merciful to all of us right now. But there's a time coming that we're going to have to stand before God and give an account. That's whether you saved or lost. Amen? But He says He has... Uh, Jesus said, He told them all about the, the Father's house. But Jesus said this, What I have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, and he has, and he did, and prepared a place for you, and he's done that too, he says, I will come again. And he's going to do that too, amen? He's coming back. You can count on it. Amen? Ah, the world would say, well, hell, hell, he... I don't see him. Y'all been hollering that for hundreds of years. I'm here to tell you he's coming back. Amen? And it's up to you whether you're going to be ready or not. Jesus said, I offered it to you. It's a gift, but I ain't forcing it on you. Amen? Because God gives you a free will, and he won't force on you. He won't do against your will. He won't perform against your will. If you want to allow things to come into your life that will destroy your life, then that's your will. Go, go right ahead and do it. But God tells me to warn you about sin. Amen? He said, the end of sin is death, the end of death is hell, and both shall be cast into the lake of fire. So the Bible says to live a sinful life is death. Well, a life without God and without Jesus being in it is a sinful life. Because we couldn't live good enough to get to heaven and won't live good enough to get to heaven. And it ain't because the way I'm living right now is going to get me to heaven. It's because I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And brother, I have faith in Him. And the Bible says, Greater is He that believed and have not seen than those that believe and have seen. And, and praise God, uh, these disciples saw Jesus and they saw the miracles. Uh, but I've never seen Him. Uh, but I've saw the miracles. Amen. I, I don't have to see it. I, he said if you don't believe me for who I am I, I believe me for the very work's sake, praise God, that I have done among you. I, and brother, realize I, that God is real. I, it, it wasn't a coincidence. I, it wasn't nothing like that. I, all the world says, oh, I, oh that was a coincidence. Uh, or God didn't do that. Uh, God is capable of doing all things. Uh, and he, he can do all things through you, uh, brother. You can do all things through Him who strengthens you. And so we got to have faith 
and we got to be motivated by the faith that we have in him. And brother, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is his word. It ain't my word. I ain't preaching brooch at brother what he went through. I'm preaching what Jesus went through. And if I have to suffer a little bit down here compared to his suffering, that's all it'll be. And just for a little bit, I have this blessed promise of hope that I can go be with the Lord. He's even built me a place to dwell well in heaven praise God he's prepared a place for me with him and the father a brother he took care of it right there on Calvary when he gave his life for us now my throat's trying to get sore but that's all right. God's the one that's in control and if I go and prepare it, a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. That's the promise of God. That's the promise of God. I'm standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory to the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Praise God. And whether I go, you know, in the way, you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Now, I love this Bible uh, that Sandra got me, and some of y'all got the same one. And it helps bring out a lot of the things that we need to understand. And, and, it, and it says here in the Bible, bottom of this study Bible, the disciples were obviously worried about death and what happens afterward. Amen? Hey, I, I worried about that, didn't y'all? I worried about that before I ever come to Jesus. You know, I, I, I took what little brain I had then, and I began to realize... One day I was going to die. But I know the way I was living, there wasn't nothing good in store for me. Amen? When, when you decide to live the rest of your life in sin, there's nothing good in store for you. And so you got to realize you got to be born again. You got to be born of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, because they're one. Amen? Even they're three, they're one. They bear witness together. And my Bible says God the Father is a spirit, and He is a Holy Spirit. He is a righteous spirit. He is a righteous Father. He has done all these things for our sakes that we might have a better life. Amen? And so our better life is yet to come. So he says, don't be cast down with sorrow and don't be cast down with grief because your best life is yet to come. Now he says, uh, this, he said, uh, let me run out here. We know that from what Jesus said that the way to eternal life 
through unseen is secure for us if we trust him with the future. So we got to trust God with our future. That's exactly what I do. I was laying in bed last night. Probably God woke me up somewhere around 3 o'clock. And I was studying on this before I went to bed last night. And then I woke up. And I was beginning to, I started thinking about things, money that I owed and bills that I needed to pay. And uh, I was thinking about, Lord, the way I see things wrapping up, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get out of debt. I don't know. I don't see. And I said, I don't want to leave no burdens when I, when I go. Amen? And uh, so when I got up, I started reading in this again. And so I got this Bible. I was studying in another Bible, and I began to read this. And it says, we know from what Jesus said that the way to eternal life, though unseen, is secure for us if we trust him with the future. He has already prepared the way to eternal life. The only issue that may still be unsettled is our willingness to believe him. Amen? So do you believe him or you don't believe him? i got to believe this. God's in my hands. And his... My prayers, if it lines up with his will and his way, <clears throat> then he'll answer my prayer. I'm not to be greedy. I'm not to be selfish. I'm, I'm to be under the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. I've trusted in the Lord now for 49 years, give or take a few days. Trusted in the Lord that long with my life. And he's brought me to here. He's kept me. He's sustained me. And he's made sure that I've been took care of. That's his job. That's what he wants to do for me. And he wants to do it for you. We cause a lot of heartache and stuff to come upon us. And sometimes we think that, well, we're just going to have to suffer it out. Not really. If you'll just go to God and say, God, I'm the reason I'm in the shape that I'm in today, not you. And talk to him from your heart. And ask for his help. He'll help you and he'll help me. You see, if you'd been perfect, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. If you'd have done things right, in righteousness and holy, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. If you had lived perfect in this walk of life, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. And I can't even live perfect now because of this flesh. This flesh is my enemy. It's your enemy too. It's, it's the struggle that you have every day is with your flesh. It ain't, it ain't with the world or with God. It's your flesh. Amen? God says, come you out from among the world. Don't even be associated with that no more. Now, he didn't say quit loving them or quit witnessing to them, but he says, you don't live the way that they do no more. 
because I live in you, and God, all thing he requires of us is to have faith in him. And, and we must act accordingly on the faith, the measure of faith that God has given us, because he's given us all the measure of faith. The Bible said faith is a substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things not seen. And so the evidence, Mary had faith in Jesus, her son, amen? And she'd never probably ever seen him do this miracle before, but she had enough faith in Jesus that she believed it was going to take place. And so she said, whatever he tells you to do, you do it, amen? That's the kind of faith she, she had in him. And that's the kind of faith that God wants us to have in him. So when we asked, we can believe that it's done. If it lines up with God and his word, then, then it's done. Amen? And so they, they realized then uh, the disciples, they knew what had happened. Amen? And because of that, they knew. They had this feeling all along that Jesus, the way he had talked to him, was capable of doing anything. Amen? And what he'd done helped lead them all to stay with him. He's done a miracle in their life. He's done many miracles in our life. Terry said this morning, the miracle, it didn't line up with Terry's will and it didn't line up with my will or, or her mama's will or your will. It lined up with God's will because there's no telling how many lives were changed on account of what Waynette went through. And Terry said up here this morning, he said she can't remember none of it. See how God takes care of things? This ain't tormenting her now. She's happy. She's joyous. She loves God. We love God. It's brought them even closer together than they ever knew that they could be because in our weaknesses, grace is made sufficient. And so we have this promise that God has promised. We have the miracles. You've already seen the miracles of God. I have so many times in my life. And, and, and it's just been one right after the other, right after the other, right after the other. <laughs> I've seen, well, it's, if I tell you, or even try to tell you all the miracles I've seen, I couldn't tell you in this one day that I'm standing here, all the miracles that I've seen God do in this walk of life, even right here in your country. Things is happening all around us today, and God's still doing miracles today. And we got to have faith in him and believe in him for that because that's what we're to live by. We're to live by the faith that we have in him, and it's nothing that we can do except have faith in him be completely dependent upon him. That's what he wants us to be. It's to be completely dependent upon him knowing that, the, that what's going to happen is going to come from the Father. He said if your, your, your earthly father was to ask you for a fish, would you give him a stone or, uh, or you'd ask that for a, a piece of bread, would you give him a serpent? Or the, and, and the scriptures talks about says, even your earthly father knows how to give you good things, but your heavenly father, how much more? How much more, amen? 
Jesus is part of that. How much more did the Father love you that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life? So how much more has he bestowed his love upon you in order to let you hear about these miracles and let you be born again and let you be washed in the blood of the Lamb that you can be cleansed from all unrighteousness and then that's how you get to heaven. You can't get good enough to get to heaven. You must be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And then he says, uh, uh, if we will come to him and repent uh, uh, when we do something wrong, uh, he would be faithful and just to forgive us uh, if we repent from the heart. Uh, other words, you got to mean it from the heart, uh, and brother, God will receive it. Amen? Because he knows the difference between a truth and a lie. Amen? Sometimes you can see it on people's faces. When they tell you the truth and tell you the lie. Amen. It's most of the time evident. So he says this. A few verses in scriptures describes eternal life in detail. But these few verses are rich and promise. Here Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again, and we can look forward to eternal life. Amen? So this is what we have to look forward to. Amen? You're still in the world. This flesh don't have eternal life. It's going to die. The Bible says it's pointing on the man wants to die. But I know that my soul and my spirit is going to live forever and the Bible says that the God says when this is sown in corruption, when Jesus comes, it'll be raised incorruptible. Amen? And it will come out of that ground a glorified body. We'll be changed in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, and we shall ever be with the Lord. Praise God. Amen? I won't come out of the, 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 the ground down there like I went in. But if you're lost, you'll come out the same way you went in, and that's the way you'll be cast into hell, the Bible said. But I don't have to go to hell, amen? And you don't have to neither if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. We can look forward to eternal life because Jesus has promised it to all who believe in him. That's me, is that you? Amen. Although many specifics about eternity are unknown, we need not to fear because Jesus is preparing for us and will spend eternity with us. Now I want to listen, let you hear what it said right here. <clears throat> you need to take this scripture and write it on the table of your heart so that you can share it with others. This most basic important passage in scripture opens the door for doubters to come to Jesus. Amen. When you begin to tell them what Jesus has done. And you can take them to the Bible and show them and, and let them hear the promises <clears throat> that he has made to all of him that love him and accept him. And 
it says, and ask it. How can we know the way to God and how Jesus essentially answered, the way is open through me, amen, and through you because Jesus is both God and man. He gives us the invitation to heaven. He himself is the entry point and he paid the full price for us to get there with his own life, amen. He's the entry point. You don't get to heaven unless you go through Jesus. Now, by uniting our lives with Jesus, he sups with me and I sup with him now. He lives in me and I live in him now. Amen? It says, by uniting our lives with Jesus and becoming his followers, we are united with God. Praise God. Trust Jesus to take you to the Father and all the benefits of being God's children will be yours. All the benefit of being God's children will be yours. If you only believe, you only trust. God has sent me today to encourage you not to never look back, but to look forward and let you know that his return is soon. Read this Bible and see what's going on in the world. And read how Jesus predicted, how God predicted, the Lord Jesus and God, what would happen down through the ages that has already come to pass. History tells us that it has. And this was written down before it did. And this New Testament was written down <clears throat> At Jesus' death. It was a testimony about his life. I want to leave a testimony. When I leave here. I want to leave a testimony for him. And I want my testimony to read like this. Uh, this man loved God. He believed in God. He stood on God's word. And he took it to his heart. And he knowed what was laid up for him before he left down here. I know you guys, well, if you got any age on you at all, you know who Charles Bronson is. And he played in a lot of the movies on TV. They said Charles Bronson, when he was born into this world, he was a poor, poor man said the first time he ever had three meals a day food to eat was when he joined the army. He was poor. He had nothing. Farce worldly things. But he had something special. He had God on his side. He went into war. Uh... He flew 25 suicide missions. He's the front gunner, the machine gun that sat down under the plane that would, could have been the very first target, the first to hit. Said he was shot up. They tried to get him out where they could help him and he refused to come out. And he stayed right there 
and done his job, helped defeat the enemy, and it said, and then he went on to star in some movies and things, but he said, I want you to hear what it says on his tombstone. When you stand here, I want you to realize I'm not dead. So don't come here looking for me. I'm not here. I'm alive. He knew Jesus. He, he found Jesus. There's a lot of good movies that I, I watched of him. But I was glad to hear that this man found Jesus. It changed his life. And it made him to be the man that he become to be. He was willing to lay his life down, amen, for his comrades and for his country. He took that upon himself to do what he could. And that's what we need to do too. We need to do what we can to help others, to be a light in this world. This is our calling. I didn't get very far in it today, but I took it far enough to give you the message that God, the Holy Spirit, spoke through Terry this morning and through me here today that uh, our best is yet to come. Our best is yet to come. And we have hope. We are confident in Him. He helps build up my strength. When I am weak, me and Bobby Joe was talking about this. She said, Preacher, I've been mighty weak. I said, Yeah, but he's very strong, ain't he? She said, Yes, he is. He's the one that got me through this, she said. Through our weaknesses, his grace is made sufficient. He said, How much more would my Heavenly Father give unto you his Holy Spirit if you'd only ask for it? See, you need that more than you do money, silver, gold, or any of the worldly things. Pray that he would give you his Holy Spirit and that he would enrich you with it every day because it's the one thing you need more than anything. And that's why you're here today, is to receive it. So, where is Kendall? Running down varmints. So as Kendall comes to the piano, I get all of you to stand, and uh, she's going to give us an invitation. And you know, maybe you want to come. If another other reason, just thank the Lord for what He's done for you for that place called heaven, the place that. I don't know if he's through with it or if he's still working on it, but he's bound to be about through because it's all wrapping up. When it suits the Father, he'll send Jesus to come take us home. Everything's got to line up with the will of God. So just be obedient unto him. You're watching from home today 
God loves you. I love you. And uh, you can never get as much as home as you can get by being with God's children. Being with God's children is such a blessing, ain't it, Marty? I mean, to get close to them, to, to get to know them, and to spend time with them, Man, that's a great honor within itself. I don't know what I'd do without my church family. They come in, I hug them, I welcome them, try to make them feel loved because I love them. Amen. I care about them. I don't hear you know who you are. God loves you and He cares about you and He put that same love in my heart never accepted him as Savior, I just pray that you can just step out, come up here and bow, or just bow right there in your seat, bow your head, say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins, I'm sorry that I've never accepted you, but I feel like today that your spirit is leading me to you, and Lord, I, I want to be born again be born of the Spirit of God. Because without that birth, Father, I can't get to heaven. And Lord, I want to go to heaven. Lord, it's my heart's desire to go to heaven. I don't want to die without you, Lord. So I'm accepting you today as my Lord and Savior. And I want to thank you for saving my soul. If you believe that in your heart, God has touched your heart today and you accepted that because of the faith that maybe you even found here today, I don't know through others and myself the Lord says to how to finish it all up he said confession is made unto salvation after you've done this you need to be able to tell others what happened to you. I got saved in a, in a garage down in an old greasy floor. First thing I got up when I asked God to save my soul. Preacher said, what happened, Butch? And I said, I got saved. I got born again. Lord, come into my heart. And I want to thank you for saving a rich like me. And it's, I've been thanking him ever since. What nothing that I've done other than just took that gift that he had offered so freely. That's all any of us have to do is just take it. If you ain't never took it, reach out and take it today. God loves you. Don't never forget that God loves you. All the people that were cast into hell or will be cast into hell, God loved them. But unless their life, unless they've done what he said to do, they couldn't go to heaven. And there's only one alternative to that, heaven or hell, right or wrong. So Jesus done right it ever wrong. All you got to do is believe in and accept it. Brother, I'm glad I did. Don't you, honey? Amen.
Uh, has anybody got anything on their heart before we dismiss? Uh, the services tonight uh, start at 7.